This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for all that you're teaching us. Thank you for all that you're speaking over us, Lord. Thank you for your plans, your purposes that you are revealing in our midst today. Thank you, Pa, for all the wonderful things that we received as a church or even as we spend some time together listening to the ministering of your word. We pray that you will open our eyes, cause us to see things, things, marvelous things, glorious things, the deep things of God. Reveal it to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we are in the year of great rejoicing. Say one more time. We are in the year of great rejoicing. Say rejoicing. Chrissy, say rejoicing. Say rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 8. Okay, let's say it together. All the Sunday school kids together. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Hallelujah. So we, are, we were closely looking at the gift of speaking in tongues and how it benefits a believer. The incredible benefits of praying in the spirit and I'm encouraged to hear more reports as to how many of you are receiving this teaching wholeheartedly and how you are being benefited already and experiencing the benefits of it. So I want to encourage you to not stop, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, maintain uh, what God has given to you and just build on it. Amen. Amen. Uh, let me quickly remind you some of the things which we already discussed. When we speak in tongues, we are talking to God and not to man, alright? When we speak in tongues, we are exchanging our agenda with the agenda of God, man. When we pray in tongues, we are accessing the, the deep things of God, the depths of God, where we will find everything that we need in life. When we pray in tongues, we access the things which are freely given to us by God. That's what's happening when you're praying in tongues. And when we pray in tongues, we pray mysteries unto God. We speak in mysteries unto God. We speak great and mighty things which we do not know. Man, when the deep calls out to deep, that's what is happening. And, uh, and, and as a minister of God, I want to encourage you to make progress in this area. I want to hear an emphatic yes. If you are with me on this, I want, I want to know, I want you to make progress in this area. God wants you to make progress in this area. Because I believe there's a season where God wants to teach us many things regarding the gift of tongues, regarding spiritual gifts, regarding personal edification, regarding strengthening your faith. He wants to teach us many things. And I believe there's a season, there's a favor of God upon you, grace of God upon you to build on what, you've, what you're learning. So don't just sit back and let it go. Don't take it lightly. Do not harden your heart. Because the season of the grace of God is actively helping you. Amen. Amen. I want even the little children to pay attention and, and grab hold of it. Amen. Amen. Yes. Let's read some scripture. Jude verse, verses 17 to 21. Jude 17 to 21. Only one chapter in Jude. But you, beloved, I like the way it starts, but you, beloved, and every time you see but, 
no it, it's a separator something was spoken and suddenly this this word comes but the separator but you beloved ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our lord jesus christ that they were saying to you in the last time there'll be say mockers following after their own god ungodly lust these are the ones who cause divisions worldly minded devoid of the spirit but you beloved again but you beloved so every time uh, you know the bible talks about uh, the other category this but will come but you beloved so look at the, they, these are the ones who cause divisions worldly minded devoid of the spirit but you beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith praying in the holy spirit keep yourselves in the love of god waiting anxiously for the mercy of our lord jesus christ to turn life hallelujah amazing passage of scripture uh, and jude inspired by the holy spirit is writing to the church the language of this book is very strong is on the face is on the face it's so direct and as a student of the bible this small epistle with just 25 verses is so captivating Amen. it's such a captivating book i encourage you to study the, the epistle of jude it comes just before the book of revelation just 25 verses read it again and again read it over and over go through every verse study every word if you can because this this contains so much of vital information for the church today this is very important information for you and i today in today's church let's go back so jude talks about certain persons who are no longer outside the church but have crept in unnoticed now some of you think that everyone inside is good and holy that's what we think once you are inside it's all good and holy what does the bible say tree, tree is known by its claim is a tree known by its claim i am a mango tree that's right a mango tree is a mango tree because it produces mangoes only when it bears mangoes we can verify it is a mango tree a tree is known by its fruit don't be deceived by claims don't be deceived by labels hallelujah certain persons have crept in unnoticed what about them and the jude does not he does not want to uh, speculate anything about them he he you know he goes directly he calls them out and says those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation ungodly persons who turn the grace of our god into licentiousness and deny our only master and lord jesus uh, i mean he wastes no time he is not wasting time he is not mincing words he is saying these people have crept in unnoticed he is not going to speculate he is not saying okay let's wait and watch he is saying these are the ones who are marked out for condemnation these are the ones they, they are ungodly people i hope i really wish the church today's church we have that kind of discernment about people now we don't wait for 10 years and then we realize oh we've been deceived by those people certain people have crept in unnoticed who are they they are marked out for condemnation ungodly people those people who turn the grace of our god our lord into licentiousness and deny our only lord and master jesus christ a serious offense can we have the lights on can we have the lights on binoy the lights on no we cannot okay no problem hallelujah no make no mistakes about this if a person turns the grace of god into something that it is not it is a denial of jesus christ 
think about it if a person turns the grace of god into something that it is not it is a denial of the lordship of christ it's a denial of the person of christ that's what the scripture says they turned the grace of god into licentiousness and in the process they denied our only lord and master jesus christ the grace of our lord jesus christ hallelujah no make uh, you know you 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 cannot you cannot uh, miss out on this okay you not you cannot miss what is being said here you turn the grace of god into something else the scripture is saying that is denying christ you know why because that which you turn into something else is not yours it belongs to him that's why we say the grace of our lord jesus christ the grace that jesus had is the grace that we have now so if you if you deny if you if you change the grace of god if you turn it into something else you know what you're doing you are you're changing you're changing the uh, you're denying the person of christ no need for that paul it's it's all right just understand the grace of god constantly ponder on the grace of god and that's how we understand christ what is his grace the grace that jesus had is the grace that you have and with the grace that he had what did he accomplish he lived a sinless life so the grace of god is what enables you to live like christ so if you turn it into something else you're denying christ because it is not your grace it's not your papa's grace it's not your mama's grace it is the grace of our lord jesus christ that which enabled christ to live a perfectly sinless life is the same grace that has been given to you now you cannot cheapen it you cannot misread it you cannot misquote it you cannot teach it into something as something else grace is defined in the person of christ in the life of christ you want to learn about grace look at the life of christ the details of his life will give you details about grace the volume of his the volumes of his life will give you volumes about grace this his life defines grace his deeds were wrought in grace and grace is not a license to sin grace is the empowerment to walk like jesus Amen. hallelujah that, that's why we must be excited about grace nothing can help you to live a sin, sinless life except the grace of god Amen. now what helps you to walk like jesus the grace of god Amen. the grace of our lord jesus christ is upon you is in you enable enabling you empowering you to walk like him some of you say i tried i tried i tried you don't need to try the grace of the same grace that christ had that's why the bible also talks about as he was so are we in this world you know why because the great grace that is upon him is upon us grace is not a permission for ungodly living grace is the empowerment for godly living to so this this writing in this writing jude goes on to describe them so well let's read uh, verse 12 to 13 these are the men who are hidden reefs in your love feast when they feast with you without fear caring for themselves clouds without water carried along by winds autumn trees without fruit doubly dead uprooted wild waves of the sea casting up their own shame like foam wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been reserved forever hallelujah look at those the way he has described these people who have crept into the church 
This is how Judas is describing them. Today, we, if we say something bad about anybody in the church, it's like, oh, how can you be so intolerant? How can you be without no love? Use discernment. Be discerning. These are men who are hidden reefs. What do you mean by hidden reefs? This is a, a sailor's language. That's right. Can cause shipwreck. That's like a potential threat to your, the way you live your life. Potential threat to your faith. These are hidden reefs in your love feast. Meaning these people are potential threat to your faith. These people can potentially shipwreck your faith. Just imagine being in the company of people who can potentially cause shipwreck to your faith. Hidden reefs in your love feast. When we come together for fellowship, oh food, giving thanks to the Lord for the goodness of God. Now these are un people who have crept in unnoticed. They are hidden reefs. Causing danger to others. And they feast with you without fear. Now this is something I want you to all pay attention to. Always watch out for people who speak irreverently, irreverently in the company of believers. Amen. Always. Amen. Amen. Always. Your antenna must be so sharp. Yes. If you notice a person talking irreverently, unbecomingly, in the company of saints, yes. that person needs a check. You need to keep a check on that person. Now you might think, okay, that's how he is. Okay, we, we give time for people to, like, you know, to learn, to, to, to walk, to grow in holiness. All those things are there. But if a person, by trait, by nature, if he continues on talking irreverently, in the circle of believers, it's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. I've noticed so many people like that. Never realize where they're heading. So watch out for people. Huh? That's right. Irreverence is a major flaw. It's lack of worship. It's lack of worship. Lack of honor. Lack of respect. Lack of regard for the things of God. Well, that person who always comes, out, comes up with that that weird, absolutely out of place joke. Which is thinking. There's no flavor in it. Which is stale. And saps out life from the, those who are hearing. That's why the Bible instructs us to let your speech be always be seasoned with, with salt, with grace. As with salt. That's right, which gives grace to the... Here, your speech must be seasoned with salt so that you can give grace to the hearer. But these people, these people, they are hidden reefs in your law feast when they feast with you without fear. They have no fear in what they say. They're loose with their tongue. They're loose with their actions. Caring for themselves. What do you mean by that? Selfish. Mindful only of their own good. Never caring for the other person. Goes on to say, clouds without water. Now you all would have seen, when clouds come up in the sky, and you all say, it's going to rain now. In five minutes, it disappears. Clouds without water. It does not shed any rain. It does not, it does not make up a, a land fertile. Now some of those people have crept unnoticed into the, into the church. They don't do any good. They don't bring any good. They're clouds without water. That's right. It's representative of word and spirit. Water is representative of word and spirit. They're clouds. They look big. They look huge. They make their presence known. But they are empty. They're empty. There's no word. There's no spirit. They look very promising in many ways, but will turn out 
that they bring no benefit to the church and to the people of God. Oh, he's a he's amazing. He's an amazing person. He's, he's very influential. Oh, this person is so talented, full of gifts, full of. Uh, uh, he's a he's a musician. He's a he's an orator. Uh, and he's got connections there. He's, there's no use. Without no without word, without the spirit, is empty. Clouds without water. He is not going to shed any rain on you. If the salt loses its saltiness, what use it? What use of it? Goes on to say, carried along by winds. There's clouds without water. They carried along by winds, meaning there's no purpose in life. There's no goal in life. There's no there's no godly call. There's no conviction about the call of God. Have you seen people like that? There's no conviction about what God wants them to do. They're pur- purposeless. They live without a point. Following the trends of this world. That's what it says. Carried along by winds. Every trend of this world will sweep them away. They carried on by the trends of this world. Not by the spirit of God. Every wind of doctrine. Tossed about by every wind of doctrine. That's what we saw. I don't need to explain what happened in the last two years. Every wind of doctrine. There are people who got carried away by the winds of doctrines that, they, that came their way. They're not rock solid in the word of God. They're empty on the inside. Goes on to say, autumn trees without fruit. Fruits are normally, I was reading about this. It said, fruits are normally picked during autumn. And these people, when when the Bible says autumn trees without fruit, it means these people are unproductive in the seasons when productivity is expected of them. You expect to see some fruit in them. You are in need of that fruit. But they are unproductive. No fruit. You must understand fruitlessness is a serious offense in the kingdom. A serious issue in the kingdom. By this my father is glorified. Jesus said that. How? That you bear fruit. Much fruit. That's right. He gets upset of the fruitless trees. He wants, wanted to chop it off. Autumn trees without fruit. Goes on to say, doubly dead. Doubly dead. How can a person be dead twice? Huh? Seared, Seared conscience. That's right. Doubly dead. Insensitive. Motionless. Not moved by anything. Lifeless. Unable to produce anything. Important. That's doubly dead. There's no life in them. There's no, ab- there's no ability in them to impart life. Now, Christian is known by his ability to impart the life of Christ to others. And even a child must be able to do it. Imparting life. Through their words, their deeds, their actions. Amen. Goes on to say, uprooted. This is very interesting. Uprooted. What do we uprooted? How, how is a Christian supposed to be? Firmly planted in the house of God. We heard about that today. You must be firmly planted in the house of God. But these people who have crept in unnoticed, they are not rooted at all. They are uprooted. Not established in the house of God or in the word of God or in the things of God. Not established. Wild waves of the sea. A lot of performance. But no substance. Wild waves of the sea. There's a lot of action but no devotion to the Lord. A lot of action. Oh wow. He did that. He did this. Not out of a heart unto the Lord. It's not not out of heart of worship or devotion. Like wild waves of the sea, raging all the time. Wild waves. You go to a sea, you'll never miss a wave. 
Have you been to a seashore and not seen a wave? These guys are like that. These people are like that. They're always on the move. But wild. Intention, intentions are wild, not of the spirit. Casting up their own shame like foam. I like this. Casting up their own shame like foam. Meaning they will eventually get exposed. That's what the Bible is saying. They will eventually get exposed. No, they, they who crept, they crept in unnoticed, but they cannot stay that way in a church that is active. A church that is grounded in God's word will be kept safe from these people who creep in unnoticed. These hidden reeves. That's why it is important for you to be alert in the spirit, active in the spirit. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Their folly will be exposed to all. Goes on to say, wandering stars. They're stars, but they're wandering. Wandering stars. Wandering stars. Never submitting anywhere. They're wandering. Always on the move. They don't want to be tied to one place. In, in, in uh, modern day church language, I would say church hopers. Wandering stars. Not accountable to anyone. No pastor, no mentor, no covering. Wandering stars. This whole stardom in the kingdom is such a, such a disastrous trend. Such a disastrous culture. The church must never entertain. There are no stars, individual stars. We are all stars. If you're not together as a constellation of stars, you will be a wandering star. Never submitting anywhere. Never accountable to anyone. Cannot be corrected. Who is your mender? No answer. Who is your pastor? No answer. Who is your teacher? No answer. Which church do you go to? Many answers. And that's the condition of many people today. And that's a, I mean, I'm telling you, that's a, such a pathetic state to be in. You better have a person that you call your mentor. You better have a person that you call your pastor. You better have a, a church that, that, that gives you covering. And you better be accountable to your church. You better be under the church. And stay in fellowship with the church. Come what may, in whatever season. Doesn't matter what strikes the world. Doesn't matter what season is in the world. You be part of the church. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Wandering stars. And goes on to say, for whom the black darkness. Now the, some version says, for whom the blackness of the darkness. The blackness of the darkness has been reserved forever. Hallelujah. This is, one my time, let me remind you, these are descriptions of certain people in the church. And, but God is not mocked. Jesus is not, you know, like, you know, he, he is building his church. He is building his church and... There's so much more that you know, Jude goes on to talk about these people. For the sake of time, I'm, I'm skipping those verses, those sections. I encourage you to go back and do a deep study on this episode. Just 25 verses. But I'll read one more verse. Verse 16. These are grumblers. Judas, he is exposing every problem that they have. These are grumblers. Finding fault. Just waiting to find fault. Oh, that is not right. This is not right. This is not right. That is not right. Grumblers finding fault, following after their own lusts. They speak arrogantly. There's no humility in them. Flattering people for the sake of gaining an advantage. Smooth talk. To gain an advantage. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the Bible, I'm telling you. There's, there's nothing, there's no book like the Bible. It's so deep, it's so clear, it's on the face. And it, it is not afraid of any man. It is bold. Verse 17. 
we we heard a lot about these people certain people who've crept unnoticed in the church we heard that they've been marked beforehand for this condemnation they've turned the grace of our god into licentiousness and denied our only lord and master jesus christ and we heard about them hidden reefs they are uh, autumn fruit uh, trees without fruit they are empty clouds without water and wild waves in the sea and all those things we read grumblers finding fault and so on and so forth and then it goes on to say but you it talks about you now but you but you beloved the heart of this man the heart of this man of god but you beloved the instructions of this church are for the beloved of the of this word are for the beloved the bible is applicable only to the beloved if you're not the beloved of christ that's not apply to you but you beloved ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our lord jesus christ you must remember you must remember what the things which you were taught you mu- you must remember that series that that has taken in the church you must remember that bible study that you attended in church you must remember that session you must remember what was being spoken but you ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our lord jesus christ that they were saying to you in the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts mockers all these people that we enlisted mockers say mockers they following after their own ungodly lust these are the ones he is not stopping these are the ones who cause divisions so you are like some of you are wondering how i've i've been asked this many times how come you know churches get like you know divided why do denominations fall apart okay here is the answer these are the ones these mockers following after their own ungodly lust these are the ones who cause divisions they are worldly minded devoid of the spirit there's no spirit in them they are worldly minded they are not led by the spirit of god they are led by the world and he wants to say bring it back again but you beloved one more time but you beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith praying in the holy spirit keeping yourself in the love of god waiting anxiously for the mercy of our lord jesus christ to eternal life hallelujah mockers followers of ungodly lust causing divisions worldly minded devoid of the spirit then he draws the line but you beloved because you don't fit into any of those descriptions you must not come under any of those categories of people that's the heart of god for you but you beloved what must you do you must build yourself up in the most holy faith that's what you must do build yourself up in the most holy faith we've been learning how to do it how do you strengthen yourself how do you edify yourself how do you repair yourself how do you build yourself goes on to say praying in the holy spirit and this cannot be more direct than this now what separates you from this category of people who is corrupt and unnoticed and what keeps you safe you know what what differentiates you from such people is this you ought to build yourself up in the most holy or holy faith how by praying in the holy spirit and you must position yourself where keeping yourselves in the love of god and when you pray in the spirit you're building your most holy faith when you pray in the spirit you're keeping yourself in the love of god why why must we do it why must you pray in the spirit why must you pray in the spirit so that you can build your faith why must you pray in the spirit so that you can keep yourself in the love of god because you're waiting anxiously for the mercy of our lord jesus christ to eternal life 
now he who speaks in tongues has got an eternal perspective praying the spirit is an important mark of distinction upon those who are waiting eagerly for the coming of the lord some of you like okay i never knew that that's what the bible is saying a person who prays in tongues is living in the anticipation of eternity with christ it separates you from those others who are reserved for the black darkness it builds your most holy faith it keeps you in the love of god as you wait anxiously for the coming of the lord jesus christ as you wait anxiously for the mercy of our lord jesus christ unto eternal life don't take this gift lightly and don't continue to find excuses for not having it don't pamper don't pamper unbelief don't pamper doubt get to know what it is get to know how it will benefit you get to know why it is important for you and use it receive it and use it now i i uh, there's so much more i wanted to speak about i got a handful of questions which are being collated here in this church uh and i wish to take a little time before i close just a few questions let me see which question should i in in connection with the, the gift of tongues first question is how do you really know it's real how do you really know it's real now i suppose this question is about how can a person speaking tongues probably for the first time confirm this is the real deal okay maybe it's a is it i i'm considering this as a genuine doubt for your understanding everything in the kingdom requires what faith the kingdom currency is faith you you got saved by faith how many of you are saved how do you know that you are really saved by faith you understood so everything in the kingdom operates like that goes like that so when you when you pray in faith when you ask god in faith and when you receive the gift you receive it with faith and there is no other way about it So in receiving spiritual gifts and in using spiritual gifts you need to exercise a a a a part of your faith because the bible says a person who doubts is like a wave tossed about in the sea and such a person should not suppose that he will receive anything from the lord you understood so what's the problem here doubting is the problem here and you think by doubting you can receive something from the lord you cannot you will not So first deal with the doubt receive it in faith amen is a double minded man unstable in all his ways so if you are now if you're battling with that thought is is really genuine knock that do- knock that doubt down by taking it before the lord that's it as simple as that now this faith that you have is a very simple faith it it is not complex don't complicate faith now you take it before the lord you have a doubt in your heart you have a concern is it for real ask the lord to confirm it to you and to help you he is not waiting there with the next lightning strike to sh- shoot you down no i hope that is clear now i remember an elderly lady telling me once that this is what okay this is her account that she spoke in tongues once when she was in worship when she was in prayer and she got so afraid about that experience that she never bothered to pursue it ever again I don't really understand why. What is prayer about? Prayer is about intimacy. Perfect love cast out fear. There is no fear in intimacy with the Lord. And if there is any form of fear, cast out that demon. Understood? The spirit of God will not cause fear. This is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Okay? A gift from the Holy Spirit. Now if I were to give you a gift uh Danny I were to give you a gift okay 
something that you really want i gave you, i gave you the gift will that gift make you afraid what do you want a guitar sell me a guitar that you like to have huh strat you don't have a strat just imagine just let's believe may it happen i gave you a strat okay will that strat make you afraid no it's a gift that you a gift is never intended to make you afraid and it's like you i gave you the strat and then you're like is it for real is the strat for real so don't be like that that's right also for a believer who knows the word that when you pray when you delight in the lord he shall give you the desires of your heart and the word says that you must desire honestly spiritual gifts and you desire and you ask and you receive and there is no there's no reason for you to be in doubt you want to know whether it is genuine or not persist with it and you will see the fruit of it exactly it says that's right the source is supernatural you you cannot make up tongues in your mind you cannot you can try it out it will never happen so that's what that answer i think i've answered that question i'm just taking a two more questions or maybe three more questions depending on the time can the subconscious mind make it up while the while the conscious mind is inactive can the subconscious mind i'm i'm using the exact words that are given to me can the subconscious mind make it up while the conscious mind is inactive now first of all these terms that subconscious mind unconscious mind unconscious mind these are all taken from psychology textbooks you are talking about spiritual matter so let us let me try to rephrase the question by changing those words can the spirit produce it while the mind is inactive what do you think 100% yes your mind is not fruitful the mind is not productive the mind is not involved in this the spirit can produce it speaking in tongues is not the product of your mind it is an activity of the holy spirit in you he gives you the utterance what do you do when he gives you the utterance you allow your vocal cords your voice to carry the utterance that the holy spirit is putting in you it comes out of your mouth as sound as syllables and it needs it needs your it needs your response it needs your cooperation with the holy spirit he gives you the utterance i can give you the guitar but you have to start playing i getting this i can give him the guitar the strat that he wanted but he'll have to start playing i'm not going to play it for him and i'll give you the gift and the ability to use it that's how the gift of tongues operate so i hope i answered that also i'm i'm keeping it short for the sake of time can you specifically can you pray specifically for something in tongues how does the mind think of things to pray okay a person who has received the gift of tongues can use it voluntarily any time that he wants it's not that like you know um every sunday supernaturally you start to shiver and then you start speaking that's not how it is it's a gift given to you any time that you want to use it you can use it so that's how it works so i want to just clear some of those perspectives the holy spirit is is not like us earthly fathers like you know i give danny the guitar i'll i'll talk to my son i'll i'll what do you want danny drums okay i gave danny a drum kit and said after 5 minutes i say no enough playing you go i'm taking it away that's not how the holy spirit is that's not how the holy spirit is he gives you a gift and the, the bible says the gifts of god are irrevocable so it stays with us it is irrevocable we can use it whenever we want now to answer your question can we pray specifically for something in tongues yes we can pray for something specific with our understanding and then when we hit a zone okay here it one more time we can pray for something with our understanding and when we hit a zone that we know we don't know what to pray about how to pray about this this matter you speak in tongues you're praying specifically for that matter that's what the bible says the holy spirit will help you in your weakness when you don't know how to how you ought to pray concerning a situation you don't know how you ought to pray the the holy spirit will give you utterances too deep for words so in that way yes you can space pray specifically for for things 
if you are in that zone of not being able to pray with your understanding and uh, you know there are times when when we want to pray for a certain thing and we don't know how to pray and then we ask the holy spirit to help us to pray he will help you now if you know how to pray and what to pray with your understanding this question does not apply are you getting that you know a situation and you know in in your understanding how to pray about it this does not apply it's not that when you pray for a situation you pray with understanding and you pray with tongues praying in tongues is more effective than your praying in understanding that's not what it means your praying in tongues is more effective because you are praying in mysteries not because you are it's not like okay i want an ipad okay i want an ipad i pray with my understanding i pray with my tongues it does not mean that my praying in tongues will be more effective than my praying in with my understanding concerning that matter because i know what to pray with my understanding okay i'm not i don't ex- over explain things and confuse you so that's how this 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 is a supernatural thing first of all we cannot don't try to complicate it by packaging it into earthly packets does not work that way can we can we and can we and is it right to pray in tongues while doing routine tasks like driving watering plants washing dishes what do you think absolutely yes the bible instructs us we heard that on friday also pray without ceasing prayer all times how do you pray at all times now you resort to praying in tongues you resort to praying in the holy spirit so prayer is all about establishing the connect with god you might be you might be driving your car you might be cooking you might be sweeping you might be cleaning you might be mopping you might be changing diapers you can still speak in tongues your mind is not productive your mind is not fruitful but the spirit is gaining absolutely you are just lending your vocal cords to the holy spirit to have a communion with the holy spirit and it's a commendable thing i encourage you to do it in the middle of something praying tongues it must be you must be every other time you must you must be if you're not doing anything else you must be praying tongues and i remember a man of god saying the moment his floor hits the uh, the moment his feet hits the floor he'll start praying tongues the moment he gets out of bed rolls out of the bed and his feet touches the floor he starts to speak in tongues i think it's brilliant you are by yourself you don't have anybody to disturb you speak in tongues that's the beauty of this gift it it keeps you connected with the holy spirit in a in a very deep manner okay now can you recall what you said if you can and if you are saying the same thing over and over isn't it vain repetition can you recall what you said later not really not really you cannot really recall what you said in tongues but you can have see you can you will have a vocabulary in tongues god will give you a, a vocabulary in tongues some sound some syllables which are your package and you can as a person your mind can get used to it if you are like you know when you listen to something over and over but it's not like you are trying to remember what you said earlier and then you are saying the same thing no that's not how it is groanings to defer words so don't think that you know people are speaking tongues are remembering the exact order of those syllables and you know how they no that's not how it is it, it enriches that's the word it your tongues will get enriched as you spend time with the holy spirit as you cherish the gift it gets enriched it improves so that's how it is so it's not vain repetition it's not vain repetition because it's not out of, out of your mind is not coming coming out of your mind the holy spirit is giving you a trend so it is not vain repetition um how do you feel afterwards is feeling nothing normal how do you feel though this sounds awkward i believe this is a genuine question how do i feel afterwards i feel great especially when i have spent quality time considerable time praying in tongues uh like away from distraction because it edifies me like brother king was pointing out this the fruit of the of your speaking tongues will will be revealed it edifies you it strengthens you when you speak in tongues for a while it strengthens you you're praying what do you think prayer will do to you 
How will prayer, how will you feel after prayer? You feel refreshed, relieved. Same applies here. In a greater measure, I would say. So, is feeling nothing normal? No, if you're thinking about, will you feel anything in your mind? No. You will not feel anything in your mind. But in your spirit, yes. And you need to understand the difference between the two. In your mind, nothing will happen. But in your spirit, you will feel refreshed and strengthened and encouraged and edified. So don't just warm up for a few minutes. You won't really feel anything. That's why it is important you go beyond the mediocre use of this gift. You have to go beyond the mediocre use of this gift. You have to spend hours, if you can, using this gift. Extensively use it. Are there two kinds of tongues? Yes, there are two kinds of tongues. Tongues of men and tongues of angels. The Bible talks about it. What happened on the day of Pentecost is tongues of men, unknown languages, but earthly languages being spoken. Other people who were there, their dialects were being heard when they spoke in tongues. So there are tongues of men and tongues, about, tongues of angels. The Bible talks about varieties of tongues. So yes, there are different types of tongues. Is tongues for everyone? Is it necessary that everyone should have the gift of tongues? Is tongues for everyone? Okay, what do you want, want to hear? The, you want to hear that the tongues are reserved only for pastors? That's what you want to hear? You want to hear that um, you know, only for teachers and prophets? The Holy Spirit will not withhold anything good from you. That's his standard. Now, first of all, you need to understand this is good for you. And then pursue it, knowing that he will not withhold anything good for you. From you. Now the, okay, go by, see, listen. Listen, listen, listen. Go by what the Bible says. Don't go by what other people are saying. Go by what the Bible says. We, I told you many times. The Bible says, desire earnestly spiritual gifts. The Bible says, do not forbid to speak in tongues. The Bible also says, desire Delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Put it all together. What do you think is going to happen? Is it for everyone? Well, it's up to you. You want it, you take it. That's as simple as that. You want it, you take it. Now, I remember seasons in my life where I used to pursue this so passionately. I said, I want this. I didn't have anybody praying over me. I didn't have anybody laying hands on me when I got this gift. I received it when I was worshipping the Lord with my guitar. And I cherished it. I also had questions like this, is it for real? But I grew, I outgrew those doubts. I outgrew those questions in my mind. The more I used it, the more I saw the benefits of praying in tongues. Do, do you think God will say, you desire it, but I will not give it to you? That's what the Bible is saying. Desire. And you are asking me, will God say, no, I will not give it to you. Now, the next question. Is it necessary that everyone should have this gift of tongues? Cal put it this way, like Brother King was pointing out. Every believer who needs personal edification, it is necessary for that person to have this gift. So if you don't qualify... For that place of wanting personal edification and repair and building up your faith. All the things that we heard today. Every believer who is anxiously waiting for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. I would say must have the gift of tongues. And because you, okay for 20 years I've been, I've been a believer but I've never had the gift of tongues. If you're going to wait for another 20 years before you figure it out, you're going to lose 20 years. You're going to lose 20 years. Ma'am, I can guarantee you, if you're serious about your pursuit concerning this gift, you will have it. I can guarantee. That's the standard of God. God is your guarantee. God is your guarantee. One last question. Okay, this is question or a statement. I don't know. Let me see. It says, tongues cannot be used in church without an interpreter. And only two or maximum three people can use it. That two, one at a time. Okay. Then why do churches use it without an interpreter? 
and asked the whole church to speak in tongues, together in tongues. And there are a couple of um, uh, references given. Let's turn to that. First Corinthians chapter 14, 27 and 28. First Corinthians chapter 14. So this person is saying, tongues cannot be used in church without an interpreter and only two or maximum three people can use it. That two, one at a time. Then why do churches use it without an interpreter and ask the whole church to speak together in tongues? Okay, let's look at the scripture. Uh, given a reference, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 27 and 28. If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or at the most three, and each in turn, let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Okay, two more, two more verses given. Verse 33. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as, is, as in all the churches of the saints. And verse 40 also. But let all things be done properly and in an orderly manner. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to read one more verse before that. Verse 26. What is the outcome then, brethren? When you assemble, when you assemble each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Okay, now, this is mentioned in the, in the scripture, in, in, the, in this context. It is mentioned in the context of edification of the church okay this is not about the use of tongues in church this is about the edification of the church when we assemble together how should we do it brethren let each one goes on to say has a psalm we start with worship time um, has a teaching we heard teaching today has a revelation a prophetic utterance as a tongue has an interpretation let all things be done for edification. Now, this is in the context of a person ministering to the church. So that's why the next verse says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or at the most three, and each in turn, let one in the bread. Let everybody else keep quiet. If you are speaking in tongues, you speak in tongues. And then the next person will interpret. Then the next person will come and speak in tongues. The next person interprets. The third person comes, interprets. Got it? It's about speaking to the church for the edification of the church. Like right now I am teaching you for your edification. You are being benefited by this teaching. We had, a, we had psalms at the start of the service. It is for your edification. Edification of the church. In that context, yes. But this does not prevent you from using tongues in church. Because that same verse says, if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church. Let him keep silent in the church. But let him speak to himself and to God. What does that mean? You can speak to yourself and to God in tongues. When you say, when you say speak to yourself in tongues, meaning you are using the gift of tongues to speak mysteries unto yourself. You are speaking to God, exchanging words with God in prayer. You can do that in church. But if you're going to come here and you're going to speak to the people, the congregation, and you're going to come here. See, that's what happened in the, in the Corinthian church. They came together. One person will come and speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. The next person will come and speak in tongues. No interpretation, nothing. They completely disregarded the other things, the teaching, the Psalms and the revelation and all those things. Tongues was being spoken over the people without interpretation. So Paul said, no, that's not how it is. You must have order. The fact that you are using tongues is fine. But if you are going to use it to, the, to edify the church, then you must need interpretation. Because this is for your personal edification. The only way tongues will edify the church, the only way that tongues will edify another person is when an interpretation happens. That's the only way. If you don't have interpretation, you are edifying yourself. So here it says, if you are not if you don't have interpretation, keep quiet. But let him speak to himself and to God. Yes, you can do that. 
So when, when during prayer, when you know, the person was leading prayer or when, when you know, during worship, if the worship leader or the man who is in, like, you know, exhorting you in prayer says, let's take some time and pray in tongues, what do you think is, he's asking you to do? Speak to yourself and to God. That's what he's asking you to do. He's not asking you to speak to Esau in tongues. How can we be, be so dumb about these things? The Bible is so clear. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more scripture. So it'll be clear. Um, verse 6. Verse 6, same chapter. But now, brethren, is it up? Verse 6, yeah. But now, brethren, if I come to you, say come to you. So if I come to whom? You understood? So I'm not staying by myself. I'm coming to you. Okay? If I come to you, speaking in tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by way of revelation or of knowledge or of prophecy or by teaching? You understood? So the only way you will get benefited from me by my ministering is if I give you teaching or revelation or prophecy or knowledge. My speaking in tongues to you will not benefit you. But can I speak in tongues in church? Of course I can. I can, I can speak to myself and to God. Can you speak in tongues? Yes, you can. You are defying yourself. You know, I, 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 I really hope that you know, musicians, they pray in tongues before they get on stage. God might be downloading some, some notes into your heart. Where is Febin? Yeah, you pray in tongues, God might be downloading some notes into your heart, into your spirit. So when worship happens, you play those notes, people might get delivered. That's your personal edification. I hope it is clear. It's very simple. Enjoy this gift. Use it. Edify yourself. Be strengthened. Amen. That's right. Number, number restriction also applies to prophecy. That is in the context of order. For example, we have a, a time restriction here. I can, if I, I, if I want, I can go until 2.33. But that is not orderly. Because there are people who are hungry. There are people, there are children, there are elderly people. So for the sake of order, we have things like this. So the number restrictions are in the same manner. For the sake of order. yeah. Verse 29. Same chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let two or three prophets speak. And let the others pass judgment. Another place it says, let, 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 let them take turns in prophesying so that we can all learn to prophesy. You can learn to prophesy by watching a person prophesy. When is the last time you heard that in church? You know that you can watch a person prophesy and you can learn to prophesy. And here it says, let them take turns in prophesying and let others pass judgment. Meaning, discern it, whether it is accurate. It helps the person who is prophesying, it helps you also. When a prophet, if a prophet is prophesying, you know, it's, it does not come like, uh, it's not, it, it does not come like one full screen. No, that's not how it comes. It comes little by little sometimes. It can be a collective effort prophesying. What is revealed to me, the rest of it can be revealed to somebody else in church. So this is, see, we are, everything should be done for the common good of the church. That the church may profit, the church may be edified. Amen. Let's give thanks. Thank you for holding on long and I, I believe you are blessed. Are you blessed? Yes. Amen. So from today on, if you've not already started this, get into this practice, the diligent practice of pursuing this gift and the use of tongues and see what it will do to you. Like Brother King pointed out, the fruit of this gift will blow you away. The fruit of this gift. Don't hold back from, in speaking, from speaking in tongues. It's your personal gift. It's a very personal gift. Use it lavishly. Amen. Let's give thanks. Father, thank you for teaching. Thank you for speaking over your church. Thank you for clarity in your word. Thank you, Papa, for a lot of things that we learned today. We pray, Lord, everything that we receive from you will stay with us. The Holy Spirit will continue to give us a revelation knowledge into everything that you spoke over us, Lord. We will cherish the words spoken over us, the seed that has fallen in the good soil of our heart, Lord, may it produce a hundredfold. 
in the lives of every single person who listen to your word today thank you father for hearing our prayer in jesus name we pray amen amen hallelujah god bless you all who those who joined us online god bless you have a blessed uh, week walk with jesus enjoy your walk with the lord amen amen hello this is nishad dilakosh i'm sure this podcast has blessed you do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected may god bless you